Hello, I'm Jonathan R. Allen. Welcome to my Learn Civil War History podcast. Hold the high ground, fix bayonets, and keep your powder dry. Let's get started and have some fun learning about the Civil War. Bell Boyd, the LaBelle Rebel, a Confederate spy, is episode 8 of the Learn Civil War History podcast. Isabella Maria Boyd ran her father's hotel in Front Royal, Virginia. Front Royal is at the northern end of the Civil War strategic Shenandoah Valley. Belle Boyd was a Confederate spy. Most often she was called Belle, but she had other names too. She was called the Siren of the Shenandoah, the LaBelle Rebel, the Rebel Joan of Arc, the Amazon of Secessia, and the Cleopatra of the Secession. Belle was described as Without being beautiful, she is very attractive, quite tall, a superb figure, and dressed with much taste. She was not unattractive, but she wasn't a raving beauty. She shrewdly used her feminine charm and appeal to gather information from unwitting Union officers and troops staying at her father's hotel. Union officers and soldiers were vulnerable to Bell's playful toying with them. Their loose lips would tell the Confederate spy Bell information she ought not know. Bell was born on May 4, 1844, to a wealthy family in Martinsburg, Virginia. Note that Martinsburg would later become part of West Virginia. When Yankee troops came to Martinsburg in early July 1861, a Billy Yank who'd had too much Obi Joyful and was feeling no pain allegedly insulted Bell's mother. Bell shot and killed him. The commanding officer of the dead Billy Yank made an investigation into the matter and decided that Bell had done perfectly right. Bell was not punished for killing a drunken Yankee soldier. After the Civil War, Bell wrote of this incident in her memoirs. She wrote the Yankee had addressed my mother and myself in language as offensive as it is possible to conceive. I could stand it no longer. We ladies were obliged to go armed in order to protect ourselves as best we might from insult and outrage. It should be noted that in her memoirs, Bell sometimes had a tendency to exaggerate. A spy for Stonewall Jackson. Having lived in western Virginia and in Front Royal, 17-year-old Bell had a good knowledge of the area and its geography. This was valuable information to the Confederates, and Bell became a Confederate spy. Bell was a courier for Union troops and had access to Union camps. As a spy, she always had her eyes and ears open for information that would help the Confederates. Bell claimed in her memoirs that while visiting relatives at their home in Front Royal, she spied through a closet's peephole on a Yankee Council of War meeting. She learned that Union Major General Nathaniel Banks' troops would be advancing east to Front Royal. Bell rode 15 miles in the night to the Shenandoah Valley to convey that information to General Thomas Jonathan Stonewall Jackson, who was on his 1862 Valley campaign. A few weeks later, Bell once again provided Stonewall Jackson with timely information. This time it was about Union troop positions before Stonewall made his attack on Front Royal. On this occasion, 
La Belle Rebelle risked her life crossing over the battlefield through Union lines. She wrote of the experience, The Federal pickets immediately fired upon me. My escape was most providential. Rifle balls flew thick and fast about me, so near my feet as to throw dust in my eyes. Numerous bullets whistled by my ears. Several actually pierced different parts of my clothing. Belle Boyd was a brave young woman. Stonewall Jackson won at Fort Royal, and in a personal letter to Belle, he commended her for her spying help and courage. Stonewall made Belle Boyd an honorary captain in an aide-de-camp position, and she was awarded the Southern Cross of Honor. Jail, England, Capture, Canada, Marriage, a Memoir. Although Bell was arrested several times, she avoided jail until July 29, 1862. On the order of United States Secretary of War Edwin Stanton, Bell was jailed at the Old Capitol Prison in Washington, D.C. after a lover blew the whistle on her. Bell's jail time was short when a prisoner exchange got her out of jail within a month. She was arrested and sent to jail a second time in July 1863. Now she spent a longer period in jail and was not released until the following December. Bell was banished to the South. At the time, she was suffering from typhoid fever. To recover her health and to continue her spying service to the Confederacy, Bell sailed for Europe on May 8, 1864. On this voyage, she carried letters from Confederate President Jefferson Davis that she was to deliver to foreign dignitaries. A Union warship intercepted the blockade runner Bell was aboard, and she was captured. Her shrewdness and beguiling feminine ways paid off again for her as she charms the blockade runner's crew and officers. Apparently one officer in particular. He fell under Bell's spell, and fortuitously for her, she is left in Canada. Again, the La Belle Rebelle is not punished. Bell then successfully continues her journey to England. In England, Bell marries Samuel Hardinge Jr. on May 25, 1864. Isn't it an interesting coincidence that Samuel just happened to be the Union naval officer who seized the blockade runner Bell was a passenger on. Imagine that. The reader is free to hazard a guess, to imagine, and to read between the lines about Samuel Hardinge Jr. and the charming Bell. Consider, too, how Bell was set free in Canada after her capture. Samuel returns to the United States and is imprisoned under suspicion of treason. After all, he had captured Belle Boyd, a known Confederate spy heading for England, who was caught carrying letters from Jefferson Davis. But he sets her free safely in Canada. Then he marries her. Nevertheless, in the United States, Samuel Hardinge Jr. is set free from prison. Then he soon dies. Back in England, LaBelle Rebelle is expecting a child, and Samuel is the father. Perhaps Belle and Samuel's story is clearer now. She gives birth to a daughter. 
With help from an established English journalist, she writes a book, a two-volume memoir titled Bell Boyd in Camp and Prison. In her memoir, Bell tells of her Civil War spying exploits and adventures. An Actress and More Marriages Bell becomes an actress in 1866 and then returns to the United States in 1867, where she continues her acting career. In March 1869, Bell marries John Swainson Hammond, an Englishman who fought for the Union in the Civil War. Bell and John have two sons and two daughters. Their marriage did not last. They divorce in November 1884. Bell is not single for very long. The following January, Bell marries actor Nathaniel Rue High, a young Ohioan. It seems that Bell got around. Bell now begins a new career touring the country, speaking and lecturing about her Civil War adventures as a Confederate spy. LaBelle Rebel's death. Isabella Maria Boyd dies of a heart attack in Wisconsin on June 11, 1900. She rests in peace at Kilbourne, now Spring Grove, Cemetery in Wisconsin. The Confederate spy, the siren of the Shenandoah, the LaBelle Rebel, the rebel Joan of Arc, the Amazon of Secessia, or the Cleopatra of the Secession, is buried in Yankee soil. Thank you for listening to this Learn Civil War History podcast. More podcasts are on the way. In the meantime, stop by my LearnCivilWarHistory.com blog to learn more Civil War history. Fix up some coffee and chew on some hardtack, but don't break any teeth and look out for weevils. We'll soon visit again. At ease.